DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on American athletes to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbooks. It's really easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WIT. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 126 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody had a great weekend, ready to attack the work week here. Um, yeah, welcome to part two of my interview with Colt King. Um, part one was very well received. Thank you everybody for listening and downloading it and retweeting it and sharing it and uh, and the comments. Uh, it was greatly appreciated. And, uh, and, and, and I have no doubt you'll enjoy part two. Like I said, today we, uh, you know, we, we wrap up Colt's career, but we talk about his time in the Central League and of course over, over the pond in the UK and, uh, you know, his, his season in Sheffield and, and everything that went on there. I know there was some, uh, some from UK fans were asking some questions and stuff. Well, you, Colt will answer all those questions today for you. And, uh, 
yeah and and like i said guys uh, i really appreciate everybody for uh, coming back and tuning in um for the new listeners out there um for you know i'm sure colt brought in some new listeners uh welcome thank you um like I said, I hope you really enjoyed this interview. I, I highly encourage you to go back and check out my back catalog. John Rasty, Steve McIntyre, um, Joey Tedarenko. For the UK fans, McMorrow, Nickerson, Zach Fitzgerald, Joe Grimaldi, who comes up here in this part too. Um, but yeah, I've had, I've had some great guests on. And uh, I think you'd really go back. If you went back, I think you'd really enjoy the interviews. Um, as, I've, as I said earlier, um, normally... Uh, Wednesday is interview day and then Sunday, uh, is, is normally my, my solo rant episodes where, you know, whatever happens to be topical for the day, I'll yell about. And other than that, I yell out at the clouds and talk about the good old days and all that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. Um, but of course, uh, with Colt, uh, this interview is in such length. Um, I, I figured I'd, I'd break it up into two parts. So, um, if this is your first time listening to the fourth line voice, like the interview here, um, Thank you and welcome, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, you'll put me in your rotation. Uh, like I said, I know everyone and their dog has a podcast these days. So uh, um, if, if you come back and and uh, and continue to, like I said, check out my back catalog and and stay with me going forward, it, it would be uh, appreciated. But uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sort of uh, I'm, I'm rambling here as I'm, I'm sort of doing a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of intros and outros and everything. Um, as I'm, like I said, I'm, I, I hadn't, uh, planned on breaking this interview up into two parts until I saw that it was over three hours. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of doing the intros all at the same, same night here. So, um, I'm a little ahead of myself. It's like I'm in a time warp, but, uh, yeah, guys, like I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. There's over 50 shows in the network. Um, all the NHL teams are represented. So whatever fan, Whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. So there's, those guys are busy right now with the expansion and free agency and all that stuff. So uh, give them a listen. As well as my boy Joe Lazito over at the Coliseum Chronicles is an Islander Enforcer-based podcast. And uh, Joe does a great job. Um, had Ben Olson on this week. Um, for you, Again, for you UK fans, I know he was uh, uh, arch enemy number one over there. And, uh, and he tells some great stories, and it's a great interview, and I think you guys would really enjoy it. And Joe's back catalog is tremendous. Um, Mick Fakota, Eric Bolton, Aaron Asham, you know, on and on. And uh, Joe knows his stuff, um, been around for a long time. And, uh, yeah, they're just really great interviews. And, uh, and, and I mean, and when you're the big shot like Joe, I mean, dude's got merch. He's the, you know, he's the, forget the king of Queens. Yeah, no, Joe's just, Joe's the king of Staten Island. Not Staten Island, Long Island. Watch stat now. I'm gonna get. He's gonna send me letter bombs now. He'll be upset about that one. But uh, but Joe's a man of the people. Definitely check it out. He's got merch, yoga pants, crop tops, capris, frisbees, coffee mugs, beanies, headbands, wristbands, pens, pencils. You name it. Joe's gonna slap his face on it. But yeah, no. Pick up a pair of leggings if you know if you want to sit on Joe's face. Go for it. But. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm getting giddy. It's been a long day here, but, uh, no, definitely check out Joe's show. He's a good guy and, uh, does great work. Of course, then Alec over at the five for fighting podcast is back in business. Again, great back catalog. Yablonski, Sagroy, Rob Ray. Um, yeah, he, uh, he just put out his, his, his kind of his comeback episode, just where he explains what's going on and where his hiatus and all that. But, uh, 
yeah, I know he's got some guests lined up, so I'm really looking forward to those interviews and, and Alec does a bang up job and, uh, it's all, it's always good to have more enforcer content out there. So it's between the three of us. We're trying here, folks. We're trying, but, uh, other than that, guys, um, I'm not going to talk for very long. I think I'm losing my voice here. So, um, how about we just get right into it? That's what you came for. So let, let's get after it. Here's, uh, part two with Colt King and, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks everybody. You know, you're, you know, like I said, you're bouncing around and it's off to the central league. So, and, and two years in, in, with the Rocky Mountain Rage of the, uh, of the central hockey league. How, how'd you end up in Colorado? So I ended up in Colorado because I thought Ray ended up getting traded to uh, our team in Port Huron. Um, and actually I met him um, at the All-Star game. I got selected for the All-Star team, which is uh, the only other time I played in it. Well, I, play, I played in an All-Star game in Rapid City, but we hosted it, so it didn't count. But that was the only time I'd been selected for an All-Star game was in Port Huron. Anyway, so I met Razor at the... Uh, the all-star game and uh i whatever i thought he was hilarious we hit it off right away um and after the season um i guess tracy had contacted tracy Aglin had contacted um razor about coming in and being with the player assistant and all that and just kind of obviously more or less help him recruit players um so he called me right away and i'm like yeah i'll definitely go down there and play with you sounds great so um, again, CHL is whatever, it was all minor league. It was to me, it was all the same, you know, like if you're doing well, they're going to call you up kind of thing. So, um, it didn't necessarily matter. You know, Tracy had all sorts of contacts and all that too. So I'm like, whatever, again, if I go to go down there and do well, then I might get a chance to get called up. So, uh, basically Razor was the one that lured me in and with, uh, Tracy, Give me the talk. Yeah, he's got all these contacts and all that. So sure, do it. And you're in Colorado, so I wouldn't you. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, yeah, and I mean, it at the time. I mean, you guys had you know real strong team. It unfortunately, the Colorado Eagles were <laughs> you know uh, pretty pretty stacked up at the time. Yeah, very stacked up. Yeah. Yeah, well, you yeah. got had a bit of a rivalry against those guys, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, and we uh, we didn't have the caliber of toughness that they carried. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, we'll you know, uh, well, let's you know, and the Colorado Eagles, like I said, well, you know, you look at that that roster, and uh, you know, you got Fraser Flippick and Brett Thurston, and. Uh, Jay Bernie and them, but of course, and, and of course, my boy Les Borsheim back on the yeah. on, on the back end. I mean, that that's a tough team to go. And Ryan Tobler, I mean, that's a Ryan tough team to Tobler, go against. Yeah, yeah Pankowitz, Greg, Greg Pankowitz. Yeah. So, so my our our first. So of course we play them in the preseason too, which is fucking ridiculous. Like we play them the most all season, and we're gonna. But obviously, because we're forty five minutes away, it's yeah. easier and cost more cost effective, right? So we're going to just go down the road and play these guys. So we go down there, we play them, and of course, you know, like I don't, I don't have any central league experience. You know, I'm only here. People are hearing about me for, you know, rumors or whatever the case may be, right? So you know, I, I just, of course, I stretched close to the red line. I was never an on the red line guy. I was a close to the red line guy. <laughs> and I just kind of, 
I'm just looking down there. I'm looking at people just because I, again, I don't know any of these guys either, right? So I'm like, Jesus, fuck, they're all huge. I'm like they, you know, they had obviously a couple of their skill guys, but uh, I'm looking at all everybody else. I'm like, Jesus, they're all huge. I'm like, there's me, uh, yeah, Jeff Hansen, uh, Rob Chapel, and uh, basically that was all that that fought. Now I was the biggest out of the three of us. So I'm like, okay, so first guy that comes over to the red line is Greg Pankowitz and he's got the C on so I'm like okay and I've seen it. I looked at his stats before the game and guy gets 100 points a year or whatever right <laughs> but he gets 300 penalty minutes a year so I'm like okay this guy's either a maniac or he's actually super tough so anyways he skates over and of course he's got the tinted the tinted like black belt visor you can't see anything inside there i'm like holy fuck he's got this like he's got this big paddle of a blade like yeah i'll never forget this it's super vivid in my mind he's got this big paddle of a blade which he only like tapes the center of it and uh, he's got big shoulder pads so his body looks even bigger and it just he was wearing i think he had the white skates on as well and he skates over he goes hey can we're we gonna have any problems tonight <laughs> oh welcome to Colorado <laughs> I said well I don't know it's still warm up <laughs> but I'm like because I can't I can't what do I say no sir or whatever right but that's exactly what I'm thinking I'm like not a fucking chance so I'm like whatever you do I'll do the opposite <laughs> is what I'm thinking right but of course I gotta say something back I'm like well no you know like, whatever right still warm up so we'll see kind of thing right and he just he didn't say much after that I think I think he was just more or less like kind of breaking the ice because he was a deadly guy he was a super deadly guy I got to know him uh, was playing against him a hundred times so um, but he, yeah he's a super deadly guy man he scored some unreal goals in his career too for his being as tough as he is yeah do you have any do you have any run-ins with Borsheim no we never fought we uh I, 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 I want to say it almost happened probably every other shift we were on there with each other, but man, that guy just like just a menacing presence, just ran guys over steady. And you're just like, man, can you just chill out a little bit? <laughs> yeah, but you're just like, well, because then there's a whole list of guys you got to deal with, so you're just like, you yep. get to pick and choose. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was, uh, he was. Yeah, he's just, that's all, he's just steady, just running guys over, and it's like, heads up, here comes the train. Well, a name that appeared on your fight card here this year was Kyle Bruce, and I've noticed he's on your fight card a couple times. Did you, did it just sort of happen, or did you guys have any, any heat with each other? Uh, so, when I fought him, uh, I first fought him when he was in Wichita. Yep. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was in Rocky, he was in Wichita, I think. Yep. And, uh, Actually, the game I fought him, I fought three times that game, and it was it was oh, yeah, it you was did. very it, it was very odd. But yeah, I, I ended up fighting three times that game. Um, I think he was the third one. Um, yep. But it was he just he's a player that everybody wants to fight. He he just he has a weird, shitty kind of chippy way of playing. Um, He's not overly big, so it's not like guys would be scared of him either. You know what I mean? So, um, definitely fought a lot of guys. You know, obviously he's, he's pretty tough. So, 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was never any real like heated bad blood or anything. No, I just I fought. Uh, <laughs> I fought. I I forget what the one guy's name is, but I think he was only like five nine. The first guy I fought, the second guy, I forget his name. Where obviously we played against each other a hundred times. He was a, he was a very gritty player, but uh, he asked me to fight, and I was the kind of uh, like set back and like you know like not sound like that, but I was like just because of the sheer size difference, and he didn't fight much. I forget what his name is. Well, it's um, like Stan Yasinishin or something. Nope, nope. The the one before that. Oh, Mike. That Vanajack or something, Van Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was just like, um, sure. It's <laughs> one of those like, yeah, you really want to? I'm like, you drop your gloves first, so I know you're serious. And then, well, yeah, well, we can go. And uh, it wasn't much. He pretty much tried to just push me and hold me up against the glass the whole time, and it didn't really turn out too much. The the next fight was kind of one of those heated like, okay, this guy's getting it. The action. It, the the other guy, um, I forget what he did, but he did something stupid and he deserved it. And the Bruce one was, I think it was this kind of he got he was doing the same thing where he was playing a little bit chippy, and I'm just like, why not? Why not just round it off and get the hat trick tonight? <laughs> well, before we, well, uh, the one guy I wanted to ask you about because uh, uh, he he rolled into your team. He played 12 games, had 118 minutes. Uh, Justin Schmidt. Oh, man, Schmitty, beauty. Um, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> man, he's such a character, that guy. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, <clears throat> he'd fight anybody. He'll fight anybody, anytime. Anybody, anytime. Um, unfortunately, he didn't win a ton. But the heart of a lion, that's for sure. Yeah, I believe. Uh, he, well, we just started following each other on Facebook. I believe he's a he was he was a rodeo clown last weekend. I, I believe. I think I saw. Oh. Him. Yeah, he's a big rodeo guy. Yeah, oh. from Alberta. All right. Um, well, so the um, is it the uh, yeah? So the the following year there, it is. Uh, uh, what 2009 2010 you uh you know you're in rapid city um at the same time did you start the year with the rochester americans though or was that uh, later on uh no that was uh that was a call up midway through the year okay yeah yeah no that was just yeah that was just a call up and that was i think uh the coach there joe ferris um, that was part of the agreement for me to go there was that he needs to get me American League games. He needs to get me called up somehow. That was yeah. part of the agreement for me to go there. So they've sent me up for two games. <laughs> I I went up to Raj, I went up to oh it was in Abbotsford. It was a terrible experience. Um, so we had just played uh, the night before. Um, they told me the day of the game. They told me the day of my team's game that you're going up, you're getting called up, you got to leave tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I left at like 3.30 in the morning to go to fly to Abbotsford, uh, B.C. Um, from, where is, where is the fuck movie? 
I don't know. We were. I was leaving Rapid City. We'll say. Anyways, I had to take like four connecting flights. Slept in an airport. Um, took a cab for an hour and a half. Um, changed from changed in. <clears throat> excuse me. Changed inside the cab from my clothes into my suit and showed up right as the guys were like having their pregame speech. So I had no time to warm up. I had like I think I ate a sandwich from the gas station. It was just I was on no sleep. So I get there and um, Rochester's on like a seven-game winning streak or something like that. And uh, we go to Abbotsford and it's fucking. I think they beat us like nine-one or something like that. I was like it was bad. Anyways, I only got to play like three shifts and. Uh, I, yeah, it was a minus two, um, but I was I got put out there one shift and it was like eight one or something like that, and it was like I don't know maybe seven minutes left in the third period, and I was like, you know what? I'm not fighting. Fuck this. This is stupid. I'm not fighting right now because I could have. There was like, like I think it was Jim Vandermeer, one of the Vandermeers was on the ice. Um, there was a couple of the younger guys that were on the ice uh, for Abbotsford that were also probably would have fought. Uh, but I was like, you know what? No, I'm not, I'm not fighting. And I played the next game. I played one shift. I just sat there the whole game. It's like, get me the fuck out of here. This is terrible. So, um, but no one fought. There was no fights or anything like that. Maybe if someone else fought, then yeah, I would have, because if we're going to turn into that, but I'm like, I'm not going to be the one to fight. If no one else is fighting, like Steve McIntyre was there. He's not fighting. If he's not fighting at this point, then why would I kind of thing? That was my mindset. So um, the next game was a bit of a closer game, and, yeah, I, I didn't end up playing much. So, well, that was my American League games. Well, well I was going to say, actually, and I kind of and I jumped ahead. Um, at the start of that year, you were in Wilkes-Barre camp, were you not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – that was okay. I did okay. Um, I didn't do great. I did okay. Um, I fought, uh, I fought, what's his name? Uh, Spencer. Tim Spencer. Yeah, Spencer. Tim Spencer. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Um, I should have been more prepared for, to, to fight. I wasn't. Um, but my, my jersey ripped when we were fighting. My jersey ripped right the whole side. So when we were, well, I was, you know, I, as I'm leaning back the way I, the way I load up when I was fighting, you know, I tend to use a, a bit of the pl- other players' momentum by them holding on to my jersey. So when the jersey ripped, the grip got looser and I ended up falling and then that was the end of it. But, uh, yeah, he was a big guy. Yeah, he was. A couple. Well, speaking of jer- speaking of speaking of jerseys, I always have to ask because I, I I got jersey guys that always want me to ask this. Did you do anything to your jersey? Like, did you wear a goalie jersey, or did you get any different funky tie downs, or do something with the sleeves or anything? Uh, no, I would just shorten my tie down. That's all. Um, I just I didn't like a I didn't like a big tie down. No. <clears throat> I wore uh, I wore super small shoulder pads though. That was that was the one thing I did. I I could have wore. Probably should have worn bigger ones, but I I, I like those little Sherwood little flappy nothing to them. Yeah, um, where you just you're you're completely free. So that was really I 
I just like to have my tie down so my tie down wouldn't come up over the back. I didn't put one on the front. Um, yeah, and I just, yeah, I would uh, yeah, just like a shorter strap and smaller shoulder pads. There I already you go. had, like, when I, when I, wore, when I <clears throat> wore my jersey every game, I'd already pull my jersey up, like, halfway onto my, like, like Ovechkin does, right? Like, I pull up my jersey on top of my uh, elbow pads. I'd always do that. <clears throat> so it was already kind of, you couldn't really grab my wrist because I already had the jersey all cinched up pretty much, so it wasn't, you know, nothing was dangling or slapping there. Yeah. So. Well, like, your your second year in, in Rapid City, um, uh, uh, you, got, you guys had a hell of a team, uh, and, and you're, you know, you battled it out, and, uh, you, you know, you went, uh, you went all the way to the third round. Um, uh, how did you, uh, you know, you know, Ryan Manet and, uh, Kevin Kevin Harvey and 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 all those guys. Oh yeah, and we and we I, if, so we lost actually we lost that that game in overtime against Colorado. It was one of those fluke chances. I think there was like a minute thirty two left of uh, of overtime, and uh, the defenseman shot the puck wide, and you know that yellow. Um, Teflon piece that's on the on the boards. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So it hit the top of that Teflon piece, and the puck kicked back out in such a way that it landed like right or no, he picked it out of the air. Um, what's his name? That little fucker from Colorado. Uh, terrible memory. Um. Anyways. And he picked it out of the air and scored. Like, our goalie didn't stand a chance. And it was just a heartbreaker because we would have beat them and beat Colorado. We knew we would have won for sure. But, um, but yeah, we had a good team. Harv's, Harv's, uh, he's a beaut. He, uh, he's another tough guy who's pretty undersized. He, he would fight everybody. Big energy guy. <laughs> Lots of energy. Um, Vinay, yeah, guy had a, just a hell of a snapshot. Just, same thing, far side over the goalie's shoulder every time. Yeah, we had a Rapid City was good. We had uh, we had a really good group of guys. Yeah, the year we won it, man, we were uh, that was one of those everybody everybody just bought in. Everybody was on the same page. Everybody did everything together. It was just a team. We golfed together. We just everything was a team, and uh, uh, it was a good group. Yeah. Oh, I'm get. Ah, see, I to, I totally blew that. There's my. I've I've I've. We're busy talking jerseys, and I got mixed up with the Wilkesbury thing. Yeah, I told. I thought I had my years reversed. Yeah, I totally blew over you winning the championship the first year there in Rapid City. Yeah. Well, that's uh, okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, I wasn't going to let it go by. I got to make a mention of that for well, sure. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good group. It was a really good group. Yeah, I think I saw. Um, did you guys? Yeah, because I think I saw. Um, was it a reunion picture? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had a ten year reunion. Uh, that yeah. was awesome. Good, good, good to see everybody. No, it's crazy. It's like nothing changed. You know, we haven't seen each other. You know, a lot of us don't stay in contact steady. You know, we all. You know, everybody's kind of got their social media, and everybody sees what each other's doing and all that. And you know, you can you know still talk here or there, but. You know, not steady conversation, right? So, 
when he got back together with them, it was honestly like we we had literally seen each other last week. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure, and it's um, yeah. No, I was just gonna ask, like as as you've gone on at this point, like you said, you're you know you're um sort of midway through your career, you know, you're in your mid twenties, um, and you've played in the East Coast and the United League, and now into the Central. Um, what what are sort of the differences of the leagues, or was there, or was it sort of just all it's the minors? Uh, well, I mean, the affiliation is the biggest thing, right? The East Coast has a lot of affiliations with the American League teams, NHL teams, right? So uh, there's more of the pipeline there. Um, so therefore, it's 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 younger, you know. There's yeah. generally more there's younger players, you know, that still kind of obviously have that dream or have a tie. Maybe they're on a contract or something like that. So. Um, the U-Haul, the U-Haul, I don't regret going there. I don't probably shouldn't have in the sense that maybe I should have stayed in the East Coast League or something like that. I don't know. Again, I didn't have an agent. I was doing everything on my own and trying to make the best decision, decisions for me. So, um, again, I don't regret going because if I didn't go there, I wouldn't have kind of taken the path I did in order to win that championship. Yeah. You know I mean, like, again, so... Um, but U-Haul is, uh, you know, uh, a bit more mature, we'll say. Um, not a lot of, didn't seem like there was a lot of that drive to, for call-ups. It was more just the competitiveness and everybody still wanting to play and compete and all that, right, at a high level. Um, the Central League, the Central League was uh, a good mix of kind of everything where it had, um, you know, still had some affiliations. It has um, a lot of youth with a lot of skill and a lot of drive. Um, but there was a lot of the seasoned players that have been, you know, in the league for 10 years already or whatever the case may be. So there was a lot of um, uh, a lot of veterans in the league too. So um, there was a good mix of both Um I really liked my time in the Central League. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of travel, but I mean, I got to go go a lot of places. Uh, that's where I won my championship. So, um, you know, yeah, like and then you know, well, I'm not asking you to for your fucking tax returns or anything, but like in terms of money, um, was that was it all sort of similar, or could you kind of negotiate a little more? Like, could things be worked in your favor? We'll put it that way. We don't have to throw any teams under the bus, but I mean, could they kind of greasy if they had to? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and that's—I mean, the, the 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 where I was, I was still kind of you know like I was a sought after player. Yeah. So I I generally had my pick of the litter, and I could you know generally negotiate into my favor too. So. Um, you know, there was obviously still a bar that, that you know that you couldn't surpass. It's just financially, this is the way it works, obviously, right? So, um, but there was definitely a lot of ways around things. Yeah. Okay. Well, because this is, I'm, I'm leading somewhere with this I'm, as we go on here, but so of course now the following year is 2011. Well, I, I screwed up. Your championship year was. Uh, 09, 2010, and then we talked about 2010, 2011, and I'm, I was screwing up your years here, but, uh, 
Oh, actually, yeah, I'm all over the place tonight. What? Do I, it's too many Bud Lights, Colt. I'm telling you, maybe I should <laughs> lay off here or something. One of the names that came up before we go over the pond here. Before I have to ask you, and this is another guy because I actually had him on my show, and I, I, it, it was a very controversial interview. But you had a few run-ins with him, and he was playing in uh, Colorado. Was Joe Grimaldi? Yeah, that guy's a fucking goof, man. I don't know, you can you can air that for sure. Um, yeah, you know, he's just one of those guys who didn't have any respect. He didn't have any respect. I mean, you can there's plenty of proof on YouTube just to show that. But the guy's a goof. I would have had plenty more if he would have fought me more. But yeah. He was he was somebody that I like that I if I could have I would have put my hands through their head. That guy was a fucking goof, man. Well, there we go. All right. Well, okay. Uh, nothing more needs to be said after that. But uh, well, you know, it's just again, it's just with. I mean, there's there, there's all sorts of personalities in hockey. It's just the way yeah. it is, and that's just the way the game's played. And that's that's it's always going to be like that. But there's still a certain respect level you have to have for the people you're playing against and the people that are on your team. There's still you just you at the, at the core of things you're still a person. This is that hockey is just a game, right? And he just he was too much. He just he had no respect for anybody. He played like that. He he would try to hurt people, and he was just no. I had no respect for him. Okay. Well, and another name before we leave the Central League. Um, that I have to ask you what you played in Fort Wayne. Uh, Kaylee Chirac, Chiracky Balboa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a bit of a showman. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? In the, the, I think the rink really certainly helps those guys perform and act and makes them feel like they're a lot tougher than what they are. Man, we had some battles in Fort Wayne. There's actually, there's, I think there's videos on YouTube of a couple of the brawls we had in Fort Wayne. Yeah, uh, but that place that place is nuts, man. We would we would get bombarded, and it's like the, the fans would we literally they would just be like finger length, just out of our out of we'd be out of their reach, or they'd be trying to get at us, and it was it was crazy. Um, but yeah, Chirac, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was an energy guy. He was, yeah, he was he, he you know whatever he, he he got beat up a lot, but you know he still well, got up and. He, got well, the, he would do it all over again. Yeah, well, and the thing is, he's a local too. He's from Fort Wayne, so he's like the hometown guy, right? So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. and he played there yeah. forever. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a he was a character. Um, but yeah. yeah, Fort Wayne, like what a but what a hockey town though. And I mean, they love oh, their tilts yeah. in Fort Wayne, man. Hell, they got Fletcher's and Bezos numbers retired for God's sake, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. yeah, like, when you when you talk about that, like, yeah, I mean, you know, Fort Wayne being crazy and stuff, what were some other crazy barns to play in? Uh, well, I remember my rookie year, like I was saying earlier, I was sat on the bench all the time. My rookie year in Windsor, they did a battery giveaway night. Well, no one took the batteries home, man. <laughs> all, all the batteries ended up on our bench. And just, just taking batteries, you just feel one every once in a while, you walk the shoulder or off the side of the helmet or something like that. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? Um, but yeah, I mean, there was all sorts of, you know, tough places to play, buildings to be in and all that. But no, I'd say, I'd say Fort Wayne was probably the, we played them in playoffs and holy man, it was, it was a show. It was, it was just like, 
the fans were trying to get at us. Like I felt like I was in slap shot. Like it was crazy. Now, did you like that? Like, did you like being the bad guy and on the road and all that? Like, did, like some guys you talk to, they love that shit. Like, you know, were you into it or are you just like what the? Fuck? Well, I mean, whatever. Yes and no. Like it was <laughs> for me. I just laugh about it. Yeah, it's funny because I mean, like the fact that these people are this heated and spending so much of their time trying to worry about me and what I'm doing and I'm literally just going to walk out from the dressing room to the bus and they got one instance to say whatever they've been thinking about all night at me in that short period of time I just kind of laugh about it I was like whatever if you're going to get that mad get that mad and uh, but we it, but actually in Fort Wayne we, had tag, we, we got them going a little bit do you, hey, do you, all, all your years and all those barns, you ever hit a fan? You ever pop somebody? Get away with one? No, shit. Shit, no. No? no tried just just squirting them with water or something like that. That's about it. No. Oh, damn, here, I was, hope, I was hoping we'd get some do, dirt no, and no, knocking yeah, some no. guy out in Plymouth or something. Yeah. No, yeah, no, there was, uh, I mean, there was definitely lots of arguments, and like I said, probably squirted water a few times, and Again, I just laugh about it. Like, you know, it's 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 funny to me. Like, I would never be, you know, none of those fans would ever, unless they actually put their hands on me, then it'd be a different story. But um, I never actually would get mad because the fans are tripping me or telling me I suck or telling me whatever, you know, my white skates are stupid or whatever the case may be. I would just, you know, depending on the game and the situation, then I would generally try to chirp back if I chirp back, then obviously they're getting a reaction, so they're gonna they're gonna spend the rest of their night worrying about me. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, here's the uh, the the next port, 2011, 2012. Colt King packs up and heads over the ocean, and you're yeah. going you go to the UK and you go to you end up with the Sheffield Steelers. How did that all come about? How'd you end up in the UK? Well, I've been getting calls for years to go to the UK. Um, to me, it was, uh, and uh, you know, like not to say, not to say that or put any, any the league down by any means. But like for me, I finally said yes because I'd kind of given up on the NHL dream. I don't want to say given up on it because obviously I was, I was still playing and I wanted to be the best I can. And if I can get go get a chance of playing in the NHL, of course, we're going to do whatever we can to do it. But, again, like, I was kind of more thinking about the life side of things and the, the, the just the ability to be able to go over there for free, play hockey over in the UK and travel around and do all that stuff for free and see all and experience all that different stuff. And so, for me, it was kind of just the, the point in my life where I was like, you know what, yeah, let's let's go and do it, so... Um, Sheffield was just unreal. Um, you know, I had, I could have probably went to the, you know, any one of the teams. Um, but yeah, Sheffield just seemed like it would be the best fit. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. I actually, I, I, my wife and I talk about this all the time, but we say we're like, we should have went earlier or we should have stayed longer or whatever, but. Yeah, we wish we were there. We wish we were there more, longer, definitely. But we 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 loved it. We loved it. We have nothing but good things to say about it. 
Yeah, well, and like you guys had a hell of a team and and everything else. When you, when you got over there um, and you started actually playing, did were you surprised by the league? Like, was it what you thought it was, or did you, was it better than you thought, or or worse than you thought? What did you think of the play? Um. Uh. Yeah. No. It was. It. I mean. It was. It was reminiscent reminiscent of uh, the U-Haul in the sense where there was you know there was some. Younger guys, but most of the younger guys were the local players. The older veteran style players that were kind of the older guys that were there, I guess like me, were just there to kind of play and compete at a high level kind of thing. It's the way I was kind of saw it. Um, the level of hockey was good, but you know, and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the, 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 the British players, but like, <clears throat> there's a big difference between me going in the corner um, to battle with a British, you know, one of the, because, I mean, for one, I was just physically much bigger than they were, but I just, that's something I've been doing my whole life. I've been going in corners. I've been, I know the angles. I know the fake and all this stuff, right? Whereas, you know, they might be a little more hesitant or, you know, like once they get in the corner, are they going to know how to use the boards and whatnot, right? So, I just, I kind of looked at it like, you know, there was a a bit of advantage for, you know, some of the younger guys. Like, definitely there's, you know, there was definitely a lot of skilled and talented uh, local, um, you know, British players, UK, whatever, right? There's a lot of uh, skilled Europeans over there, too. Um, but for me, yeah, it was just kind of uh, this... I want to go and compete at a high level and be able to enjoy my life while I'm doing it. Right? Yeah. What was your uh, What was your favorite place to play over there? I mean, you got Belfast, Nottingham, Cardiff, Coventry, you know, Brayhead, all that. What was your favorite rink to play in? Outside well, of Sheffield. they all had, yeah, they all had their own their own, their own qualities, right? And they were all different because that was a that was, that was an eye opener once I was there because all the ice sizes were different. Yeah, wow. Well, that was my next question, yeah. There is, I mean, you go to Scotland, and I forget which, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Glasgow, it wasn't Edinburgh, it was, uh, but anyways, one of the rinks up in, that we played in Scotland, there was literally two by fours, two by fours on the top of the board, and it was, uh, chain mail, or, chain, or it was, uh, yeah. it was fencing all oh. along the back, all the backstopper. I was like, "What the fuck have I gotten myself into?" What, what am I back at Thunder Bay at the elementary school? Yeah, uh, pretty much, right? Um, but again, though, like there was definitely a lot, you know, a lot more skilled players than me. There was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of talent, um, but it wasn't it wasn't a hole. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I don't want to shoot down the league. I don't want because I mean again, it's 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 very it's a very competitive league. There's a lot of good players and all that, right? So yeah, what like um the guy like I've had a bunch of different guys that have played over there and, and stuff, and and they're saying all this thing you're saying. And it's not like you're saying anything different, but um, I know one of the big issues they had um, was with the refereeing. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, you know, and so. Playing in Sheffield, and at the time it might be different now. So playing in Sheffield, um, our owner owns like a manufacturing company, like a clothing manufacturing company, whatever, right? They made 
all sorts of stuff. So anyways, they made our jerseys and socks. Um, but the ref, one of the refs, one of the, like, the three refs that were in the league, um, I forget his name. He was a goof. Um, but he, he had a company too that made, um, jerseys for all the other so there, there's a, there was a conflict of interest right off the hop <laughs> you know yeah. like there, there there's a reason right there for you to call penalties against somebody else or whatever right so i don't know the uh professionalism wasn't there that's a good thing that uh that i, I should have pointed i'm glad you mentioned the refs but yes there's a, a level of professionalism that they don't carry very spiteful um they don't know how to read the flow of a game. I don't know. They were bad, though. But um, yeah, well, and uh, unlike you said, yeah, you while you're you're in a few a few tilts over there. Of course, you run into your old boy Kyle Bruce over there, and um, but you Chris Frank and uh, Sladek and them. Um, one of the one of the fights I was watching online, I think it was just a couple of days ago, was with. Uh, uh, well, where uh, Jernick, Ryan Jernick, um, you have his like the jersey over the head, and it's like you're sort of looking at the refs. Like, are you coming in here? Like, and then he well, kind of kept that, fighting, or like, what, what was going on there? Yeah. So, who else did I fight? I fought someone else right before that, where the same thing happened, where like the jersey just came right up over their head, and I literally could have just sat there and just teed off on them. But generally, the refs would jump in and break that up at that time to protect the player, right? Yeah. So, you know, instead, in the heat of the battle, you're still kind of going at it. And I'm just like, no, like I can't keep doing this. This guy's completely defenseless. And, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a tactic you use when you're fighting anyway, so you can get the upper hand, right? So um, I ended up fighting uh, Jernick, Jersnick. Jernick, anyway, Jernick, he's, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, Jernick, yeah. He was, uh, <clears throat> he was a tough guy, too. Like, he fought, I think he fought anybody and everybody that was tough in that league that year. Um, but same sort of thing that we were going at it, and I had his jersey up and over his head, and I could have just sat there and just hammered on him. But I'm like, man, like, it's literally unfair, and I'm thinking of the size difference, too. So, I mean, he was, he was a smaller guy. I think he was only like 5'10", maybe. And, uh, so I'm, I did look at the refs like, man, like, this is a good time for you to probably jump in here. But they didn't jump in there. So then he starts, then Jernick starts throwing punches again. I'm like, okay, well, then you guys aren't going to jump in. And then, I don't know if you've seen the Sladek fight on, on YouTube. Um, yes. But the, the Sladek fight is the same thing, the exact same thing where I got, I get his jersey over his head. And the rest don't jump in. And then I was like, well, you guys are fucking brutal. You're not going to jump in. And I hit him with an uppercut and he drops. And I just skated away. I'm just like, this is, um, that's horrible. Like, it's horrible. You should have jumped in. The guy clearly just, it was, it, you know, like, do I just let him go and skate away? No, you don't just let him go and skate away. Because what if then if he starts coming still throwing punches at me, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, you're still trying to protect yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, 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 it's a fist fight. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah, right? Yeah, ultimately, it's a fist fight. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, well, and shit's happening, and you're pumped up, and whatever, and it's like, well, 
he's trying to get me, so I'm going to get him before he gets me. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you know, we could. That's what I would say to these people. I mean, you could flower church it up all you want. At the end of the day, it's two dudes throwing hands. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. It, so, you know, so you know, shit happens. So, but that's what I mean, and it just happened. Just like it did happen in succession, like that, where it was like three fights in a row, where I literally could have just fed these guys their lunch. But I'm like, no, I can't do that because they're completely defenseless. Like it's they, they, you know, I got my one or two in. That should be enough. The ref should have jumped in. Yeah, but instead they don't. Yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, that's been sort of the common theme complaint with a lot of the guys is uh, the player safety department and and refereeing. They were just like it's brutal, you know. And yeah. I, I'm trying to think, was it Nickerson? One somebody on my show kind of really went off on about it. Yeah, about how they're going to have to really clean it up and and stuff like that, but. But anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's whatever. The, the refs, the refs, it's always their fault, right? Wow. That, wow yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> but overall, though, like you said, you guys had a hell of a team, and, and you said your wife and yourself really enjoyed Sheffield and and everything else. Um, but, of course, then the question comes up that I was supposed to, I, all the, the U.K. listeners out there, I mean, and again, you're a big... You're you're a, you're a fan favorite still over there because I got a lot of uh, request, like I said, requests to get you on the show. Um, but one of the big questions was is right when the playoffs are starting, you're gone. You left. Like what happened? Why did you leave Sheffield? And what happened? Yeah, you know, it was actually a bit of surprise to me too. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly the reason. Um, Ryan Ryan Finnerty was the coach, um, but he was uh, he's no coach. He's definitely no coach. And he's I don't know. <clears throat> I don't. I honestly don't know the reason. I I honestly don't know the reason why he let me go. You can only speculate. Maybe I did something wrong. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. I literally came in to go to the. I was late for the morning skate. Uh, yeah, I was late for the morning skate, but that's definitely not a reason to get rid of one of your better players. Um, so I was late for the morning skate after our little banquet thing that we did. And uh, <clears throat> I came in, and the assistant coach is like, uh, hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I go over there and talk to him. He goes, um, so uh, Finner wanted me to let you know that we're going to release you and that we're going to let you go. And I just kind of am sitting there, I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, um, we're releasing you. I said, are you kidding? And he's like, uh, yeah. And you could tell he's just, is that the assistant coach was Neil Neil Abel, and he's a Scottish guy. And, uh, him and I had a really good relationship. We, uh, you know, we would always laugh and joke. Um, the guy was strong as an ox. Um, you know, there was we we always had we we have a couple of pints in the bar one night and uh, trying to get him to arm wrestle a bunch of the boys and trying to get him to arm wrestle and there was like probably about ten of us that arm wrestled him and not one of us could even budge his arm, you know and like again like I'm a bigger guy and you know I could I would consider myself decently strong and I couldn't even budge him anyways. <clears throat> 
we, we had a good relationship. He was a good guy. And uh, so he's breaking the news to me, and you can kind of tell that he's just like, uh, this is definitely not my decision. I'm just being told to do this and all that stuff. So Finner didn't even show his face. He didn't even come to the rink that day. So I was like, okay. Well, and he's also a player coach, right? Exactly. He's player coach. He's player coach, and he's player coach, and he puts himself on the number one power play unit to quarterback the power play. <laughs> we got Jeff Legree, who's got 100 points every year for the last seven years, but instead Finner's going to run the power play and control the puck. Anyways, guy was brutal. Um but like, did did you guys have like, did you and him not get along all year? Like, was this like, no. was this completely out of the blue? Like, well, no, like I, well, yeah, I'd say it was definitely out of the blue. I, uh, I had questioned a few things uh, along the along the way, um, some of his coaching decisions for sure. Because I mean, again, he's putting himself out in situations he doesn't need to be in, and then once he gets off the ice, there's no one to like run anything and pick and choose because he's out there taking <laughs> anyways <laughs> I was brutal but we never there was nothing like we never like came to like a uh, argument we never there was anything we didn't blow up at each other you know like I said I, I probably I, I might have thrown a few jabs about the way things were going in a game or two but you know again nothing where we're getting heated arguments or anything like that so no I was completely caught off guard when it happened well, yeah, because it seems so bizarre. I mean, you're almost a point of game guy. You got you're leading the team in penalty minutes. You, I mean, you're winning all your fights. Uh, you guys are. I mean, what's what's your record? You're 41 and 11. You know, behind Belfast, that you, like you two guys teams are running away with it, and it's like right, right, almost as playoffs are here. It's like, yeah, you're you're done. Like what? what? Yeah. Like like yeah, uh, yeah. I know. Is I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> I, my wife couldn't believe it. She's like, she thought it was a joke. She's like, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, no, seriously, I'm on my way home from the rink right now. She's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Because we're like, well, we weren't obviously planning on having to leave. So um, business is a bit sketchy over there. So we were a bit worried about how things were going to play out now that they released me. But uh, the owner was actually really stand up about it. He uh, helped us out in every way they could, um, and you know we ended up spe- we ended up spending two two and a half weeks there traveling around after they released us. Uh, just was like, why not? Let's take full advantage. We're here, so let's just stay and travel around and take the train around and go see a few things. So um, stayed for a couple weeks and then yeah, came back. But so you but, well so everything they promised you you got anyway like in terms of your money and everything no problems. Oh yeah, no I have yeah no I can't yeah I have nothing bad like I said the owner the owner really liked me. I bet you the owner the owner he was so I so I went back um, for um, and I was I was shooting them down earlier but I did again like I wasn't trying to shoot down any of the British players or anything like that because I you know I. Some of, some of the British players I played with were some of the funniest guys and worked harder. Anyways, like, again, like I didn't want to sound like I was trying to trick them. But uh, um, I went back for uh, Jason Hewitt testimonial. So what they do is, if you know, if you play, um, it's a soccer thing, a football thing. 
So if you play for a certain amount of teams, or a certain amount of team for so long, they do this testimonial match where it's like a celebration and, you know, it's about your career and all that. And, you know, former players come and all this stuff. And it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. We don't do anything like that over here. So um, Huey asked me to come back because, again, like you said, you know, the fans, they really liked me. You know, he was a good friend of mine. Uh, our wives are good friends. And, um, you know, we went to Vegas together and all this stuff. So, like, we've, 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 we've stayed friends this whole time. Um, so he asked us to come back. Um, so, like, yeah, absolutely, we'll come back. And uh, so we'll come back. And then so the owner, um, the owner paid for our flights and all this stuff. And um, I, I believe it was. But anyways, we got there and, you know, he said, you know, like, I, you know, I'm sorry. It was, this was, this was his decision. And, I've, you know, we wish you would have stayed around here and stuff like that. So. Um, they were pretty stand up about it and all that. So I have, I have nothing bad to say about the organization. Just, you know, they had the wrong coach at the wrong time. So all that boiled down to. There we go. Well, so, so you go, you head back home and then the following season, uh, you end up, uh, you know, your final two years of your career are back in the Central League with the Missouri Mavericks. But uh, before that, did you have any other? Did you have any other contact with any other UK teams about going back there, or was once enough? So before you skip ahead, I don't know if the fans will let you live it down if you don't talk to me about the Lapine fight. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, all right. I I didn't know I was supposed to ask about the. They didn't, nobody told me. But what happened? Hey, you UK oh. fans out there, you didn't bring this up to me. Okay. Oh really? Oh really? That that surprises me. Because that no, that was basically the the fans' introduction to me over there, and it was it just so you know Sheffield and Nottingham they're forty five minutes down the road from each other. Just they're the number one rivalry. Every time they play each other, the the barns are filled. The, there's drums playing, the music. It's 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 a it's a it's a game seven game every time you play them. So, anyways, they they had been beating us. Um, <clears throat> The first time we played them uh, at the beginning of the season, um, they were giving it to us pretty good. I think it would have been like 5-2 or something like that in the second period. And uh, so they had uh, uh, Gilliam, I think how you pronounce that could be pronounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lapine. And I guess he's the reigning heavyweight. He's been beating everybody up and beating everybody up in Sheffield the last couple of years or whatever, right? So, um, so I challenged them, just one of those hey, here's, you know, this is what you guys kind of were expecting from me, maybe. Um, this is this is what I can bring kind of thing. Um, you guys are obviously kicking the shit out of us right now. I'm going to have to try to make a statement, one of those things. And uh, so we ended up fighting, and uh, I ended up getting the better of them. And uh, from that point on, I think that's the only reason why the fans in, in the U.K. like me was because of that fight. Well, especially in Sheffield, especially in Sheffield. But if it wasn't for that fight, I don't know if I would have uh, uh, the fa- the following support, that you do, the support I do. If it wasn't <laughs> for that fight, so that that's why I'm a bit surprised that they weren't didn't want you to ask me about that. That's funny. Well, I'm, hey, Searson, Paul, I know you two jokers are listening. You're making me look you're making me look like a chump over here. I'm not I'm not as informed as I thought I was. Here, I thought I was playing it cool, but uh, yeah, you're leaving me out to dry, boys. But um, yeah, so did you have any other contact about going back to the UK? 
Um, yeah. Um, I did, but I pretty much brushed it off. Um, yeah. Been there, done that? I, well, yeah. You know, and it, just the way things ended, it left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, again, I love, I love the people in Sheffield. I loved being over there. Um, you know, I have nothing bad to say about the hockey or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, a sour taste in my mouth the way things ended there. And, um, I just didn't want to go back over there because there really wasn't anywhere else I wanted to play. Yeah, I, I probably would have played in Nottingham. But I didn't want to play in Nottingham because, like you said earlier, about the fans saying "fuck you" to you because I now I'm I'm playing for the Panthers. All the Sheffield fans want to split my throat because I'm now uh, I'm, I'm playing for the enemy. Um, you know, and, and probably Belfast too. But same thing. I'm just kind of like you know what? I'm just going to stay over here. I'm going to stay over here, and I'm going to keep trying. If I can, you know, if I get a chance, then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll Obviously, I'll take it, but I'm going to have a better chance playing over here. So, yeah. Well, this, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you come back home and uh, you, you know, back to the Central League, and well, actually, before completely off topic, but in terms of uh, you know, kind of in that mid 2000s, I know you probably were offered, but did any of the uh, LNAH teams get a hold of you and ask you to come oh. to Quebec? How many of those phone calls Daddy. did you get? Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy. Daddy getting phone calls. Always. And I think I was getting, I, it was like a year or two after I'd been retired, I was still getting phone calls. Did you think about it at all? No. Not for a second. No. Not for a second, no. Man, you would have been huge. No. They would have they loved you there, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. I just, you know, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No, I mean, I, yeah, that's I couldn't do. I could. I couldn't do it. Just, you know, like, you know, guys like John Morassi. I would inevitably have to fight a guy like that, like Steve Bossy or something like that, like the throw, like you're talking, like you're mentioning. I don't want to fight guys like that. <laughs> yeah, especially especially at, at where I was in my life and my, you know, the uh, no. No way, no, yeah. no way, no way, and they weren't, you know, they weren't offering much, as much money, like well, as much money as what I would want it, and you know, after you're seeing, you know, on the the boys on the bus and all these other, hearing all these other stories, I'm like, not a chance, <laughs> not, not a chance. Yeah, it's crazy times, man, crazy times. But uh, how'd you end up? How'd you end up in Missouri? Um, I had some friends play there couple of my buddies had played there um same sort of thing they were gonna have a good team uh i knew a bunch of the guys that from playing against that were there so i'm like wow jesus if these guys are going there and already there then yeah we're gonna have a good team heard it was an unreal place to play um you know in in the minor leagues you know living your where you live and how they treat you is a big thing so um mm-hmm. you know that's generally where i would steer towards so um it was, uh, I can't remember if there was any any one or anything in particular other than just teams calling me and me weighing the pros and calls pros and cons and saying you know what this is this will be the best fit best fit for us so um, 
Yeah, I love Missouri. It was a great place to play too. Uh, you know what? And that's I. I have no. There's nowhere that I played that I would say I, I didn't like. You know, I might not have liked the coach in Sheffield or whatever. But I loved playing in Sheffield. Like I said, I would have. I would have played longer if uh, I would have went earlier, or if circumstances would have ended differently. Then I probably would have stayed longer. But they they ended the way they did, and I uh, just I had a bad taste in my mouth, and I said, "Fuck that." I'm, I'm just going to stay here, and you know, if I can get something in the next couple of years, then great. If not, then I'll have to seriously consider what my future looks like. So, yeah. Well, like you said, you get to Missouri, and one of your teammates, of course, was a former guest on this show, uh, Riley Emerson, Big Riley, and uh, so I sent him a text, and I said, "Hey, I'm having Colt King on the show. Uh, you know, you got any stories, or uh, you know, you know, <laughs> give me some dirt, man." I had to bring some dirt up. I'm going to hit him. It's going to be like Jerry Springer. I'm going to hit him with some dirt when he doesn't know it. And okay. em- what do you got? Oh, well, what do you got? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. He goes, oh, greatest guy. Great family, man. Love him. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, well, thanks. Yeah, nothing. I got nothing. So, you know. <laughs> He's, uh, man, that guy's something else, man. He, you know what? I, that's, I, have, I would say the exact same thing about him. He's, uh. He is such a nice, kind human being. He is just a genuine good person. That guy. Yep. His wife, Jen, his wife Jennifer, amazing. They're like they're incredible. The kids are great. But uh, yeah, no, he's. Uh, we actually when we went back for the, uh, the that testimonial for uh, Huey uh, a few years ago, um, he was player coach in uh, Edinburgh. Yep. So we actually went up, we went up to Edinburgh and seen him and spent a couple of days with them. Um, so yeah, we've been obviously when we've been we've, we'd love to be able to go out there and see them out west and uh, obviously with the way the world is right now, that's not possible or getting yeah. more possible, but but has been the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, I know it was uh, it was fun playing with them. I really enjoyed my time with them. That, it, was that, nice having him on, it was definitely nice having him on the team, that's for sure. Well, that, that's a large human, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big body, and he's, he's just big and strong, and holy shit, like, he, you know, he in preseason, he, he hit me one time, and it was just nothing but the, just a rub out, finishing your check. And he just, it was nothing, he still knocked the window out of me. I'm like, holy fuck, this guy's a monster. Yeah, well, yeah, and like I said, I've had him on twice now, and uh, yeah, he's he's a really good interview. He told some funny shit, and um, oh yeah, yeah, he, he's uh, yeah, quite quite the uh, quite the character for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah he, 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 no, go he's ahead. another one of those. He's another one of those guys that uh, if you didn't know he ever played hockey, you probably would never think he's ever been in a fight. He's just such a nice person. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, he's he's definitely in a few. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, your your final season of uh, of pro hockey. I mean, you guys had a, a once again. I mean, you guys had a heck of a regular season. You know, forty four and twenty. You're at the top of the league, and and unfortunately, you got eliminated in the first round. Yeah, well, that was another tough one. Yeah, I you know. Playoffs, anything can happen, yep. kind of thing, right? And yep. uh, yeah, you know, um, we had, our coach 
our coach, uh, he was a really nice guy. Scott Hillman, he was a really nice guy. Um, but I think it was kind of a negative for a coach, you know, because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why we lost, and I'm not blaming him for our definitely us losing. Um, but me personally, the way I looked at it was that he, uh, he, he didn't, he struggled making those tough decisions and being hard on guys in those tough times. And I think, you know, things maybe would have been different if he could have been harder on people and, you know, maybe sat people down when they need to be sat down or whatever the case may be. I don't know. But I certainly think that, yeah, he was just, he was just too nice. He was too <laughs> nice and that we need, we need, we needed a harder coach. I think the, the the coach that probably got the most out of me was probably Tracy Eglin in in Rocky Mountain. He was uh, he was a good guy. He was he was a tough read, but he was the the one thing you knew what you were getting was honesty, right? Yeah. And you know he 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 had expectations too, and um, yeah, he was just, he was a good coach to play for. Yeah, well, and that's all you want, right? I mean, you you know, if you as long as they, if they're telling it to your face and it's honest, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. I mean, well, no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. But he was he had a he had a he he had carried a presence about him. Guys respected him, and yeah, he was. Uh, we should have done better in Rocky, but yeah, that was another one of those. That's playoff time. Yeah, well, well, we'll wrap up. I just got a couple more couple tilts to ask you about because they were a couple beauties and they're on YouTube and I was watching him. You had a real good fight that last year with Justin Sawyer and uh, that's a big dude, man. Yeah, he uh, he was somebody that kind of, I don't want to say I was ducking, but, you know, again, like, you know, I just saw myself as more of a player than just strictly fighting all the time. So there wasn't necessarily ever really a time where I said to myself, okay, I need to fight him. Um, except for when I fought him in, uh, when, it, when he was in raw, he was in rapid city. So it was in rapid city and, uh, I just had to do it. And yeah, it was, uh, was that, I was going to ask you, was that sort of like a statement fight? No, it was, um, so I had fought, uh, I had fought, uh, Grunky. Um, the night before and I uh, gave it to him pretty good and uh, his grunky's tooth went through my left my uh, my my left middle knuckle and uh, at the time I didn't know but anyways he severed my tendon and from his tooth I was starting to get a staph infection so my left hand was fucked so um I played and I I obviously played that game and I played and Sawyer obviously was looking for a bit of retribution and just timing the game and all that. Um, he had he had hit me and did something earlier where it fucking it rattled me a little bit so I was already a bit stirred up and uh, so I was like yeah let's go we're in we're in we're in my old stomping grounds this is where I won the championship they boo me now but you know what I'm gonna show them what they're missing kind of thing right. And, um, yeah, we had a good fight, but I was kind of, and I'm not making excuses, but I was a little one-handed, and 
yeah, you know, he's a big guy. Yeah, it was a good fight, though. Oh, yeah. Well, then another one, and then, <laughs> he's a bit of a care. Amesbury, Daniel Amesbury. Oh, yeah, Danny, radio. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> well, the tough one, too, is that uh, the, the, on, on the uh, YouTube video, the audio, they got uh, the player in there, that's Gio Flaminio, the guy I played with. I won the championship, so <laughs> It's tough when I when I watch that when I listen to the video because he's still a good buddy of mine, and uh, I can hear him chant, uh, cheering for Sawyer in that one. I'm like, ah, fuck, this still burns me a little bit. But you know, come on, Gio, he's he supported his teammate. You got to do that, man. Yeah, yep. Well, do you remember who your last fight was with in your career? No, I can't offhand though. No. Garrett Klotz. Oh yeah, it was eh? Oh yeah, yep. that's a big kid. Yeah. yeah, he uh he played he played junior here in Saskatoon. So uh, yeah, I was watching that video, and uh, yeah, that was uh Cole King's final career fight against Garrett Klotz. Why? Well, yeah, well, I actually almost fought him in the hallway after we got sent off the ice, so that would have been the last one. But yeah, no, we. Uh, well, man, he had yeah. He runs around a lot, but I mean that's yep. the way he, that's the way guy he has to play. Whatever that's the way he's effective, you know. Whatever it is, what it is. And uh, he had ran over my winger, who's just a smaller guy, and uh, no, I wasn't having it. So I went over to go and hit him, but he actually fucking popped me first before I got him, and uh, he sat me down. I was like, oh, that's not a good start. So <laughs> then I, I I left my I left my gloves on the ice when I was getting up, and we uh, we just went straight at it. No buck, we. We didn't even bother taking our buckets off. We just started throwing right away. Yeah, it was uh, that was that was one of those heated. Let you know we're going to try to hurt each other, kind of. And uh, yeah, so it carried on into the hallway in between the dressing room. Security guards were in between us. The cops, the cop that usually cops of the game, right? They were called. They came down. Oh, it was a big melee. Well, there you go. Well, you went out with a bang anyway. Yeah, the final Great. fight, you're punching with bad intentions and fighting it all, trying to get in the halls. And um, at that point, uh, you know, when the season's over there, and um, you know, and you and you, and you got and you wrap it up. Um, you know, at this point, you're 30 years old. Um, did you know that was it, or did, yeah, enough was yeah. enough? Yeah. No, I already knew. Um, when I went to Missouri, I already, I, you know, my, I, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, whatever, I'll play, I'll play to 10 years. Then it happens and something happens. If not, then at the 10 year mark, then I'll see, I'll see what's going on. But, you know, I just kind of, I want, I wanted to start planning for the future. I wanted to start doing, you know, more things that I want to do and, you know, not have, you know, it's basically start my life again, right? Start a new chapter. So, yep. um, <clears throat> so yeah, you know, I played the 10 years and, you know, I never got to call up again or anything like that. So at the end of the season, that was it. I knew it was going to end and, you know, well, unfortunately we ended in the first round again, not the way I wanted to go out, but I talked to you. Well, a hell of a career, man. Yeah. You had a hell yeah, of a run right. and, uh, yeah, ten years. I mean, hey, you got to do something that the majority, ninety-nine percent of the world doesn't get to do, right? That uh, you got to play pro hockey and uh, got drafted and was in an NHL camp and played some preseason and yeah, man, that's an, and then ten years pro and saw the world and yeah, it's pretty cool. So what uh, what's Colt King up to these days? Well, I'm just 
I'm trying to get a sponsorship for my uh, my 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 guiding my fishing guiding service, but that's not really working out. It's working out as good as my NHL career. Has. <laughs> well, I know you're a big no, fisherman I, there. Yeah, I was yeah. saying you got to we got to get you versus Bob Azumi on pay per view. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, uh, yeah, I know. I've tried a few different things actually since uh, <clears throat> since I uh, retired from hockey. I was uh, I was an environmental technician. Uh, I worked at a mine just outside of uh, Thunder Bay here, and uh, it was pretty neat. I got to spend a lot of time out in the bush, and then uh, that's where I love to be. Um, so it was an easy, it was a no-brainer to take the job, and uh, it was pretty cool because I got to uh, get my uh, my black bear safety course, which allowed me to uh, trap and relocate bears. So I was doing that for a couple of years, and yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a neat experience, but uh, why? Well, when I was doing that, I had to be away from home. I was doing like a, a, a one e- one weekend, one yeah. week out rotation. So I kind of, you know, I just from all the travel and hockey and all that, I just kind of, you know what? No, I I don't want to do that anymore. So uh, I got a job at a uh, craft mill in town, a, uh, a paper slash craft mill in town. I uh, did that for a couple of years and then ran into a bad manager slash bad coach. And I <laughs> said, fuck you, I'm out of here. So I, uh, I'm i actually now working for uh, Pepsi. I got a job for Pepsi in town. And I just got my uh, A to Z driver's license. So I'm going to be driving a big rig and delivering pop. There you go. In the near future, in the well, near future here. I think you're, well, you'll have, I, well, Pepsi ain't going out of business. So I think you'll have that's that for job sure. for as long as you want it. So well, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. a GoPro camera and Colt King Bear Hunter. That's a that's a reality show waiting to happen. I'm say, I'm thinking oh, it right now. Jesus. Yeah, Bear Hands Bear Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Out in the bush, the GoPro yeah. and the, all the uh, oh yeah, the nightlight and. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like the the trapping the bears and all that sounds fun, but I'm, you know what, man, I I love animals. I'm way too soft. I'm actually, uh, I'm I'm just getting into hunting. Actually, all my buddies do it and whatnot. And you know, where I live up here in Thunder Bay, I mean, we're surrounded by bush and nature and all that. So, you know, I thought, you know, why not try it? So, the actual hunting side of things is super fun, uh, but. The actual shooting and all that. No, I just I just go for the I be, I pretty much just go for the hike and go to, go and be around the boys for the weekend. Yeah, I was kind of with you. I was gonna say yeah, shooting the guns is the one thing, but I don't know putting one between Bambi's eyes just never seemed to really uh, do it for me. I don't know. I just like yeah. I don't. Th- I get yeah. it. I mean, I understand. I'm not anti hunting or anything. I get it. No, but no, it's exactly, it's just yeah. uh, it's not something I could do. I don't think. Yeah. No, yeah, I yeah, I couldn't be the one to pull the trigger. Trigger, I'll definitely do everything I can to help. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No, I'm definitely <laughs> going to eat the meat. That's for sure. Well, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, we're getting deer jerky. I got no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right on. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go, man. There's the uh, the story and uh, career of Colt King, and uh, I know I, I've uh, we've talked about this for a while, setting this up, and. Uh, and uh, I know you're a busy dude, and uh, you know you like to get out there on the weekends and stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today. And uh, I know a lot of people are really looking forward to hearing this. So uh, I know I've kept you on the phone. We've been on here a long time, so and it's really late there. So I'll, I'll let you go. But uh, thank you once again for for coming on. I I, I really appreciate it. 
No, yeah, it's my pleasure. Absolutely, thank you for having me on. Um, it was great. It was uh, it was actually fun to reminisce about the career. I don't talk about it that much. It's, well, not that I don't talk about it that much, but you know, like it's it's nice to kind of bring up things I've never thought of, I haven't thought about in years and all that. So, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Appreciate it. Excellent. All right, man. Well, like I said, it's late there, so I'll let you go. But uh, thank you again. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate it. Have a good night, man. All right, you too. Cheers. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?